Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast, brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. We also want to give one more shout-out. Thanks uh, to uh, Athlon's own Braden Golf coming on the podcast also promoting the podcast um actually and then check out his most recent podcast where they are breaking down the most fascinating teams of this of the year it's the march 23rd podcast uh he kind of continues the conversation that we got going on our podcast and he talks a little bit more it's it's more good stuff to, to listen to. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I meant to do it today, just didn't get around to it, but I will hit the play button hopefully tomorrow on that one. But yeah. Thanks again, Braden. Thanks again, Braden. Thanks for promoting it. Uh good guy. I mean, I'm I'm happy to say I didn't ever feel the need to slap him. Why would you <laughs> want to slap somebody? Like if they insulted you or Or some, perhaps my wife. Or your wife. Okay. Uh, so obviously we're talking about the <laughs> The uh, uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, yep. Oscar fiasco. We, we, kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. We're not, we're not typically a topical podcast, but it's been all the rage for the past 17 to 18 hours here. Um, I just want to first say, I don't really feel like I have a strong opinion to defend or attack any person in this story. Oh, like, I think I do. You do? I'm firmly on Team Rock here. Okay. I'm, I can't say I'm firmly yeah. on Team Rock. Okay, well, think about, the first of all, the the arrogance it takes to walk on stage. <laughs> and and it, this is assuming that this is not staged, right? This Let's is, stop right there. But yeah. gonna, what do you think? I'm right on the fence, Dude, I, I, was, I was 100% thinking it was real. And then somebody like... You know, Zapruder film slew, slowed the thing down and showed where it looks like Chris Rock is bracing for a stage slap. Well, he's he's leaning his head forward. That was the one thing that looked suspicious to me. He, like he was leaning it in. And he kept his like hands yeah. behind his back, right? And there, these are Hollywood people, right? So they have, but they I, have I, rehearsed I, slaps before. Okay, and you know, Will Smith, he just won for best actor, by the way, which is weird, but <laughs> he won. He won right after the slap. Right. So that's another reason I think maybe it's staged. Ratings are bad, so it's staged. But he point is he's a good actor. I you know, he he you felt the anger, but maybe he was acting that. But Chris Rock's not an actor by trade. No, no he's not. And that's he looked completely shocked at what it, and and confused. He looked completely shocked and confused, but you've got to give that dude credit. He rebounded pretty quick. Yeah. Kept the show moving yeah. after that, so I feel like that's pretty professional of him being able to just pull that off and keep keep the show going. Not but that I, I was watching. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is th- how surprised he looked. That's why I think it may be real. I, I it, it depends on when you catch me. And here's my here's my point. What I'm saying is it depends on when you catch me if I think it's real or not. I I think if you put a gun up to to my head, I would say it's real. Uh, but I, I don't feel I don't know how anybody could be 100 percent confident one way or the other that it's real or fake. See, but as soon as I say that, then I think, well, how stupid am I? For th- it's it's Hollywood. Of course, it's staged, you know, and my you're probably right. And my point is whether it's real or staged, both circumstances shows 
the ridiculousness yeah. that is Hollyweird. Right. These people are insane. But my point being, back to my original. Okay, so the arrogance that it takes to walk up on a live broadcast and, and interrupt literally the millions of people that are watching this and then not only that but slap somebody like strike someone i'm there i am firmly on team rock here i don't think there's any confusion about what team anybody should be on here if it was real as far as who's in the wrong that night it's definitely will smith what i'm saying is i mean much like the the Michigan-Wisconsin fight, I don't think everybody gets... A, there, there is not a 100% good guy or bad guy. Okay. Is that fair? I guess. I guess what... And I know this isn't the exact same thing, but if some dude that I don't like, because these... It, I, I believe, you know, now that I've read up on on the the, the Holly Weirdness back, uh, backstory, Chris Rock and, and Will Smith have had beef for, for oh. some time now. Okay, I didn't know is, that. Is what I believe. Okay. Like, Chris Rock has gone at Will Smith and Jada Pinkett mm. before. Okay. So who kn- First of all, you have to admit, neither one of us have any freaking clue what the backstory is between these three. <laughs> no. Guys, as far as just those three. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if, if I'm at a party and there's a dude there that I know he doesn't like me and he knows, you know, it's, it's, we both know we don't like each other and he makes fun of a physical situation of my wife. I'm not saying I'm just going to walk up to him and bitch slap him. <laughs> right. Is bitch slap still a thing or is that? Yeah, I think so. Is Urban Dictionary move, patch, move uh, past what? bitch slap? I don't know. No, I think it's still a thing. I think it's still I'm not going to just walk up to the dude and bitch slap him, but I'm I'm going to have words. Sure. I'm going to tell him. Okay. Here's so the- I still think I'm old school in the fact that I'm perfectly healthy defending my wife's honor. I, I don't think that makes me old fashioned. No. Okay. But. Will's in show business, and he should know that in comedy, there's virtually nothing that's truly for comedy. Like if you ask a comedian, is what's off limits? Almost nothing is off limits. And and I believe that we need to get our freaking sense of humor back, which obviously Chris Rock is yeah. trying to do. I mean, how many people even got the the uh, the, the movie GI Jane, GI Jane Two? Like, how many people even got that? I thought it was hysterical, by the way. And I think he came up with it on the fly. Um, and and I know that comparing the freaking Oscars to having a dinner party at somebody's house, they're they're two different settings. Yes, like, I totally get that. I also just think like assault. This is assault now. Slapping a dude across the face is assault. I mean, tech, have we well, have well, we wussified society so much that slapping a dude across the face is assault? I just think that's ridiculous. I mean, I agree with you, but technically, by the law, it is assault. But should should there should Chris Rock be upset and, and expecting Will to get arrested? I don't think so. And, and, and from what I saw today, he's not going to press charges. And of course, the great question that we saw on Twitter today, if it was The Rock instead of yeah. Chris Rock, would Will Smith go up and slap him? Me thinks probably not. No, 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 no. Which, you know, kind of goes back to him being a bitch, though, because he knows he's bigger than Chris Rock. And what's Chris Rock going to do? Plus, Chris Rock is hosting a show. He can't, like throw down fisticuffs right there. You know, he knows that he's essentially defenseless. Dude, it's so crazy. These people are insane. I mean, but maybe we're the insane ones for talking about it. 
there probably is going to be people, our our podcast listeners, that are disappointed that we yeah. started the podcast off with it. I'm sorry. But rest assured, topical. I did not watch the program. I did not watch a single. I, I fell asleep early on the couch, as I typically do. Woke up at like 11 o'clock and just checked my phone before I turned something back on to try to make myself go to sleep. And you, I just flicked on Twitter and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Now, dude, the memes... And, and the jokes that oh this is un- why this is why we're on Twitter is ridiculous nights like this. it was it was nonstop gold it's been nonstop gold for for like eighteen I mean, hours I've been on Twitter for what ten years and it's top five evening on Twitter that's a great definitely that's a great thing right there top nights or days of Twitter it's, it's, from happenings that lead to just organic hilarity I mean it it might be the top one really it's gotta be up there. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, um, so I got I came back from vacation. I got a couple vacation observations I wanted to throw at you real quick. Okay. okay. First of all, you've seen the movie. There's something about Mary. Yes. Do you, Do you remember Magda? Do you remember that the old the older gal? Yeah. The with the with suntan all the time. Yeah. <laughs> with the dog that jumps out the window. Yeah. yeah. Magda is. Uh, we were in Bonita Springs. Okay. Magda is everywhere, okay. man. And there's male Magnus too. Like, so we had like a a condo condominium that that rents it, it rents out for Airbnb. So our place was right on the beach, and then had a pool right there. Dude, these people come. They they get out there at nine o'clock in the morning. And, and they but are sun. these hold on? Are these vacationers or are no, they locals? They're, they're, they're locals that live there. They're Boy. retired people from the Midwest or okay. people from Florida. And, and you sit there and you're just like, you you can't get any tanner. What? Well, what I can't. Are you doing? I've never understood that whole concept of laying out in the sun to tan. Like that is my nightmare, to be honest. <laughs> which actually, I'll skip to that. Okay. Because I had a question for you, which you know, I I know that I mean I love your your you know personal mantra of being an avid indoorsman, but yes. there are times where you find yourself in a tropical place. So first question is. Can you find a way to enjoy yourself in a tropical place? At a bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, at a bar. Yeah, I enjoy myself at the bar. <laughs> but no beach or sand or suntime. I don't like go. a booze cruise I can okay. get down with. <laughs> so a bar on, on water. On water, yeah. <laughs> a floating bar. Like I, the swim-up bar is cool. <laughs> That's, I was like that. So um, it would be fair to say if you were swimming on a vacation, 80% of your swimming would just be to and from the swim-up bar. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but don't... Would, wa- you, would you admit it's... The, the heat is easier to maintain when you are surrounded by a body of water. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like but, it, it's more tolerable, you mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed seeing the ocean and hearing the ocean and whatnot. I, I don't like going in it. Like, I don't. I, I thought about you all during vacation. I wanted to ask you that question. Like, really, wouldn't I? Don't like being on the beach. I'd tell you that. Okay. I know that much. I'm not going to help you out at all with this story. You ready for this? Okay. I don't think I've told you this. I hope I haven't. Um, so we get down there Saturday. Uh, oh God, I, I'll spare the details with getting the rental car. But we get there later than we wanted to get a dinner because we're absolutely starving. So we have just enough time to to take the young Greeks to the ocean. First time that they've okay. So that was cool. Took a picture. We go to bed. Next day is Sunday. We wake up, get down to the beach pretty early. It's I mean it was eighty five degrees. It was gorgeous out. The Magnas are already out. Sunday okay. and so there's a couple that's in the that have a, they uh, rented a room same time we did. Two boys same age as ours. 
you know, it's going well. Um, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm waist deep water in the ocean. Step back. Oh, no. And I'm like, ah! And it felt like somebody shot me in the foot oh. with a pellet gun. And so I, th- I thought I stepped on like a shell or something like right. that. Uh, whatever. Just kind of keep going. Two, Monday, I wake up. It hurts worse than the night before. Okay. Get some crappy work news. The trip is not off to a good start. Uh, Tuesday, wake up. It hurts more than Monday or Sunday. Uh, yeah. So I finally go to the a minute clinic. Okay. It, because I'm like, I, I it, it wasn't that the pain was so intolerable. It's like, what, what is this? Yeah. I'm from a farmland. I don't know ocean things. Something's up. And you're worried about like infection or crap. Go to the to the to the doctor. He he is he he does not care about the plight that is my foot. Okay, like basically like just wrap it up. Do, don't even see the doctor. Okay, topical stuff. Get out of here. Okay, wake up on Wednesday. It hurts as much, if not more, than the day before. Then I'm out in the now, and then I hear most more people. They keep saying the best way to heal your foot from an injury from the ocean is to go back in the ocean with the salt water. Okay. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm back in the ocean trying to get this, and, it, and the cold water feels good. Walk out there, a uh, stingray goes right by me, a foot away from me. I'm like, oh, that's a stingray. And then... Those are usually really tame, though. Usually really tame, right? Yeah. Two, three minutes later, no, no kidding you, a local dude fishes the stingray right out of the ocean. Oh, my God. And it was like flopping around. Everybody was there, you know, like taking a look at this stingray and he pulled it back out in the ocean. It swam. Away. Okay. And I'm sitting there and there's like this guy, probably about my age, a little bit older. Well, he looks older cause he's <laughs> sure. He lo- 14 hours in the sure. sun. And I said, Hey, Hey man, are you, are you local? And he's like, well, I'm from Sarasota. <laughs> local enough. That's local to me. <laughs> I go on Sunday. I was out in the ocean right over here and I stepped back and I, and something got my foot. Do you, do you think it could have been a stingray? And he goes, yeah, well, yeah, could have been a stingray, but my bet it's a sea urchin. Okay. So I looked up okay. sea urchin. Yeah. Every single one of my symptoms okay. was dead on puncture wound that goes black and blue right around it. You, you don't necessarily have the thing, but it, it, it leaves poison yeah. in your foot. So anyways, I had sea urchin foot the whole time I was down in Florida. Most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my life is a sea urchin. So you've ate a sea urchin. I've eaten sea urchin. It's disgusting. A picture, I saw a picture of it because of the symptom stuff. That's not something I would want to put in my mouth. And I've eaten some nasty shit. I've eaten <laughs> silkworm before. Not good. Don't recommend it. I've eaten snails before. Kind of the same thing. Not good at all. Um, sea urchin is the only thing I can think of that I had an instant gag reflex, and I, I was old. I wasn't a kid, like right. you know. So, like I was ate at a restaurant. It's an acquired taste that you have no, no, no desire to acquire. I had to take a huge swig of beer and wash it down like that, like, and I was, you know, t- it took me effort to not vomit at the table. It was that bad. Well, I so your reaction via food source i would rather gotten stung stung on the foot it was that bad anyways i'm gonna wear uh the shoe things around beaches for now on. yeah i mean that's what and by the way there's a lesson in there about the difference between in like book smarts and wisdom 
the the book smart nurse that looked after my foot. Don't don't you think that person should think? Don't they shouldn't they know that sea urchin would be one of the things would, that would, got me? I would if they're down there, yeah. But the wisdom of the crusty, yeah, forty two year old, fifty eight year old, however old he was, guy. He 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 called it. It's what it was. That's cool. Anyway, it's good that he knew that. Um, yeah, I, I've always been creeped out by walking in bodies of water where you can't see the ground. I don't like that. It's I a weird like feeling. That. I hate it. Which is why I I, I enjoy pools more than yeah, bodies of water. Right. We, we've discussed that before. So like, not, like I said, I didn't help. I, I didn't help myself out with that. So the last one that I'll make you laugh. Um, I hope I do anyway. So. Again, traveling with the with the boys um, at three and six, it's like it's the eighty twenty rule, meaning eighty percent of the time it's awful. Yeah, like especially with the three year old, he's Ugh. he's a domestic terrorist. Like I yeah. told everybody, and, and it's just not a great. Now the the twenty percent is fantastic. They're it's everything's new to them. It's amazing. They enjoy it. One of the funny things that Mrs. Greek set up with a couple of ours from our our six year old school was a pirate ship. Okay. Okay. So it's like hour away. You take this pirate ship that they make it into a real look pirate ship. It's got a full bar. Oh, nice. Full bar. Rum only? No, everything. Okay. They had everything on that thing. So they they are catering towards the parents. Yeah. But the show is two pirates, male pirates and a female pirate. The female pirate is like empty bottle Betty or something. She has empty bottles of booze attached to her. And they put on this like show where they're like talking to the kids directly. All the kids are like huddled around them, but the jokes are. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I was going to say uncle bottle Betty or whatever her name is. Probably not the most savory of characters back in the day. Like that was hanging out with pirates, you know? And they talked about, they talked about like the, one of the first things they said when we pushed away, they're like, uh, say goodbye to uh, society and sobriety. Oh, wow. So I was like, Oh, Okay. They made a joke about running drugs down to Mexico. Oh, my Lord. Uh, getting one of their people out of jail for uh, uh, owing alimony. <laughs> wow. And then this is the funniest one that I remember. So they're doing this, like, big book thing where they're showing, like, what we're going to do when we... And we don't ever get more than 400 yards away from, you okay. know. Yeah. So we're just around the bay. And they're like, now, kids, when we get out into the ocean... You may, we may see the Kraken. There are some rules with the Kraken. You can stab the Kraken and you can shoot the Kraken, but don't smoke the Kraken. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. And like, (sighs) he said it and I'm a couple drinks in, man. And I'm like dying laughing. And there's like half of the parents are kind of creeped out by it. (laughs) They either are creeped out. Or they don't get it. And then you can see some of the parents just like making a foul face. Like, damn it. I thought I was taking my kids to this fun little. Well, so I was going to say, like, were there a lot of parents not drinking? Were they that wholesome that, you know, that they just, we're going to go on a trip for little Johnny. Yes. And, and, you know, watch little Johnny and didn't realize that you're supposed to just be having fun and relaxed and cutting loose here. So I, that, that trip, it turned into me then watching the uptight parents struggling at what the show that was put on and you realize that the actors that do it they're entertaining themselves they they they, they probably don't love their every facet of their life so yeah. they're just like i'm gonna make this as fun as anyways that was hilarious um and then the last thing was 
the the game I play every time, which is trying to spot every Big Ten team. Twelve out of fourteen teams I got. I'm surprised at Rutgers because there isn't there a lot so of tra- Rutgers in Northwestern is who I didn't get. Right, you didn't get no- Northwestern. I'm not that surprised. You know, just small small school, so smaller fan base. But Rutgers, huge school, and there's so much traffic from that area down to Florida. Yeah, I thought I thought I would see Rutgers. Yeah. Maryland was the very last one that I actually saw, which was late. It was in the airport leaving Florida okay. that I finally saw Maryland. And I'll go a step further. Yeah, the Rutgers recent basketball season that was a success, you would think people would be all excited about it. And it was the NCAA tournament, I mean, it was they were out of the tournament by the time yeah, we but got still. down there. But still, um, the, the fan base that I saw the most of, the two fan bases were Minnesota. Mm, okay. I, I sort of got to sell more Twins jerseys Th- that down makes there sense. than, than that I makes do. Sense. Yeah, and they're, it's not far away from their spring training. Okay. And then the Hoosiers, man, Indiana. Okay. All, In- all over interesting. the place. Yeah. That's interesting. pretty much a mix. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's do a table read here. Real quick, the Eyes on Big Podcast is sponsored by the Amador Whiskey Company. Our unique process takes the highest quality Kentucky bourbon and finishes in California wine barrels. This double barrel aging technique creates characteristics from the individual barrels that are blended together to make an exceptional whiskey. Perfect sip neat or in your favorite bourbon cocktail, Amador is the perfect go-to this fall on game day. Amador Whiskey Company, born in Kentucky, raised in California. And speaking of Braden again, I mean... Maybe some of the best talking he did on that podcast was just giving the reviews on Amador. He sure made it sound good because it is good. He, he, I think he really enjoyed it, though. I do. I don't think he was faking that. No. I think he knows his bourbon, too. <clears throat> well, yeah, I definitely learned that about him. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of a prerequisite for being kind of down in that area. Right? Probably, yeah. And um, being a college football fan, especially down in that area. Down in that area. So speaking of the NCAA tournament, there's a conversation in here, right, about how to determine a champion, but comparing the NCAA tournament to, I mean, you obviously the easiest one to compare it to is the college football players. We've seen a lot of people tweeting it out this week. I mean, I've got thoughts all over the place, but you started out. Yeah. So the, the number one reason that I became a primarily a college football fan was because the regular season is so important to determine the champion. That's the thing that probably drew me the most to it, I think. So I'm definitely firmly on that in that camp as opposed to this massive tournament where you can have a bunch of upsets. I like I just want to know who the best team was that season. That's the thing that I that drew me to college. So football. At the at the end of the regular mm-hmm. season, which I would count, you know, regular season plus the conference championships. Okay. Tournament championships. Okay. Who were the two best teams in all of basketball? Yeah, I mean, I guess it was Gonzaga would right. be one, and, and the other Arizona. Okay, they were the they were the top two seeds. Every college football mind that I listened to were talking about how Arizona and Gonzaga were leaps and bounds better than anybody else. Yeah, but they they just weren't though. Okay, therein lies the discussion to me. These are college football minds that. They've watched, they obviously watch way more college basketball than we ever will, right? They they all were convinced that Arizona and Gonzaga were the two best teams. Yeah, but you can't compare the two sports. I'm not comparing the two sports. That's that's not entirely what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to just say is for the moment, keeping it in college basketball. So now that they I mean, they both got to the sweet sixteen round, but made it no further, correct? Yeah. yeah. They, neither one of them even made it to the Elite Eight, correct? Right. So what was what was all the accolades and all that work they did during the regular season? 
not really worth anything. I mean, I guess you just have to look at it in a different way. Like, okay, Illinois. I'm an Illinois fan. We won the Big Ten. It was a great season. Even though we got eliminated in the round of 32, do I want to be for advancing further? Do I think we underachieved? Yes, yes. It doesn't mean we didn't have a great year. Because okay. we'll always have that banner to go back to. Do you think... Gonzaga especially is different because they have won so many regular season tournaments on their, I mean, you have to admit their, 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 uh, uh, conference conference is much less than. So yes, for them, it's probably a much different perspective. You know what I'm getting at though, right? Like it, I I feel like now Arizona will be known more for choking than anything that they accomplished. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what people think. And I, I don't know what to think about that, to be completely honest with you. I mean, like I said, I don't like it. The other thing that and I guess I just don't like is, is I, I'm, this will probably be very unpopular, but, um, oh no, I'm blank. Is it St. Joseph? Is that the St. Peter, St. Peter, um, <laughs> different, different saints. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I'm, 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 I typically really like the Cinderella story. Oh, it's fun. But like. Their first basketball game, they drew like 400 people. Yeah, but their their enrollment's like 3,000, by the way. Okay. I'm just saying how many people in their fan base figured out who the basketball players were on their team in March. Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure a lot of them did. I'm sure. Like, name any St. Peter alumnus. Do you honestly think they're following the basketball team? I do not. No. But then all of a sudden, they're packing the arena. <clears throat> it's a big deal. So that fan base gets a payoff, but Illinois fan base does not. Whereas there's no doubt Illinois fan base is more rabid about their their basketball program than them. What? I'm just saying, I don't know if the NCAA tournament is the best way to determine a champion. Well, it's again, it's the most entertaining. It is the most entertaining. It is I, I love me some March Madness, but I still would just prefer. A, a a sport where the regular season means like it's Something. it's the, it is the limit it's the first part of the elimination is the regular season yes a big um, part of the elimination because there are obviously issues with the college football playoff to switch it over to football yeah but we have a closer iteration of what the four best teams are when the committee selects the college football playoff participants than we maybe have when they fire back up the basketball this weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Um, Duke was generally considered one of the weaker two seeds. I know. And by the way, they don't look like a weak two seed. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, North Carolina at one point was like <clears throat> bubble playing team. Yeah. They, they're an eight. Well, they now ten they're a, seed. They're an eight. They're an eight. Oh, yeah. okay. But at one point, I saw them 10, 11 okay. around there. And now then, then they get a little bit hot. They right. get to an eight. They're in the, the final four. Kansas is Kansas. So there's yeah. nothing really to – I don't know. I just feel like I, – I, and I'm sure it's because Iowa got beat the first round. And I'm, I'm, I have to understand that I can't separate my heart from my mind in this case. But, like, I just kind of felt like this was one of the tournaments where I'm just like, what are we – what are we doing here? Like this is this is a spectacle. Yeah, that is very entertaining. Don't don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm gonna right. build sheets next year again. But 
you know, it's just a, it's just a crapshoot. It is, and I, it kind of frustrates me that people give so much credit to teams that win like two games. It, it literally it takes two games. You win two games, you're in the Sweet Sixteen. You lose one game, you just have one bad game, and it's over. It's crazy. Like it's too, you put too much stock on both sides of things. And I thought you would go this direction. I mean, Illinois got Houston in the oh, second. Oh, we got we got screwed with the seating. So seating matters. Absolutely. It absolutely. That's huge. I mean, <laughs> like how look, Houston uh, should have at least been a 3 seed. Definitely. And I think you could make an argument they should have been a 2 seed. I, I mean, they certainly look like it. And it wasn't just against Illinois they look like it. And all their stats bore that out too. They were like They were Ken Palm 3 and they wind up a five seed? I don't understand it. And they were 29 and five in the regular season. That That is weird to me. Again, that's something that makes that makes no sense. And I guess that I was talking to a Cincinnati fan and he says, well, that's just the AAC tax. That's what, that's what they call it. Okay. You get what, taxed for being in that conference. But you, there's got to be other conferences that, that feel the same way. I'm sure. I mean, speaking of conference smack talk, I mean, the Big Ten is just getting absolutely dragged. Well, they deserve it. They des- I'm not saying that it was a good showing oh, for the Big a Ten. I just showing. feel like the vitriol specifically against the Big Ten yeah. is way overdone. The SEC didn't get a team into no, the no, Final Four. Right, they got no. one team into the Elite Eight, yeah. and they got beat pretty bad. I'm just saying the SEC had a lot of teams in there, too. Another thing I would bring up, it was generally considered – this was one of the weakest years for the ACC in years. Yep. And they almost had three teams in the final. Wow, four. that is crazy. So so what did what does that say about the ACC during the regular season? The Big Ten won the Big Ten ACC Challenge. That's a good point. Yeah. Eight to six, and it was darn near nine to five. And it's, Yet the ACC almost got three teams in, and the, the, the farthest anybody got was Purdue. That is so strange, isn't right? it? Right? Like so, did all did those wins in the regular season in the ACC Big Ten? They mean nothing. They're gone. We're that, only going to go what, off. That's, how, what, that's how, what I don't. That's the bad side of the market. Because of you March have time. to win three or four games in the tournament to be considered even a you know a worthwhile team to, that the that I should even I shouldn't be watching you if you're not at least in the Sweet Sixteen. Right? Yes. Do you think it's too hard? I'd, I'd, right. Absolutely. All right. That's mostly what I'm talking about. But by the way, you, you can't compare the two sports. I know people are like saying, no. well, you, this is why you should expand football. It's so much easier to get an upset in basketball because you can get someone that's shoot, a hot shooter. It's There's no comparison really to that in, in football. You know, like it's still blocking and tackling in football. You're not going to beat a bunch of five stars if you got a bunch of two stars on your team. Bingo. Like what? what is with all of these sports writers that I've seen on Twitter this week trying to make that correlation. No, it's just, it's a, you can't do that. They're just not the no. same. Yeah. So, okay. I wanted to point one thing out on the Twitters. Okay. Cause this was exciting. Something I have to do. It was, in, it was fun. This, this handle a, well, the handles at bonds, B O N T Z six, six, four. And the name is AMP. So if you just look at mm. AMP. Yeah. Okay. And it's this gal who's a Husker fan and apparently a listener. I follow her. She follows us. Yep. yep. And she put out two tweets. The first one was to men. Who do you identify with the most, either Jeffrey the Greek or Big Kurt? And I haven't checked the results lately. You were winning that one, though. But uh, see how she described both me and you. Oh, that's, that's right. That's the funny part. You were happy and cocky. I was grumpy but reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll, hey, I'll take that. I, I am grumpy, and I thank you. I'm reasonable. But then she put out to the women, who would you, who would you most likely date is the way she phrased it. Right. So look that look her up at B O N T Z six six four and please vote. But we appreciate the 
her, her thinking of this and putting a Twitter poll out. Oh, I that. thought it was great. I mean, she. I would like to think, so thank you for doing it. I would like to think she connects enough with the podcast that she wanted to put that out there. It's all in good fun. Yeah. yeah. Go, go vote early go and vote. often. Go vote. Chicago style. Um, spring happenings, or you got any other fun stuff here? Uh, let's really let's move on to some spring happenings. Okay, uh, start with uh, let's go by school. Start with Nebraska. Wide receiver Xavier Betts. He's from Bellevue, local kid. Yeah, there. Uh, he's gone. He's he's in the TP. So, so this is a wide receiver. Where he's not on. I'm not sure has he he's entered not in. I don't think he's. I don't think he's in the TP. But he's not practicing. Yeah, he's and just he's sounds, not with the team. He's not with the team. He's on Betts time right now. Okay. okay. Hasn't it seemed like he's been on Betts time since he's been at Nebraska? I mean, isn't that kind of par for the course with their wide receiver core that, in general? Yeah. Like, if you do specifically bore down into the wide receivers, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I've had five or six DMs with Nebraska fans, and my honest take with this is, aren't you, aren't you kind of tired of, of just <laughs> the Betts time? You know, like... Yeah, I mean, he never really panned out as like a consistent perform right i guess what i'm saying is like i'm not saying it's zero loss nothing at all but i just feel like they're they overstated his amazing ability to play the sport of football yeah is that fair yeah okay i think the bets are that he leaves yes it um be. so thomas fedoni the highly ranked tight end from i believe council bluffs Hurt again, ACL. Yeah, this it, it stinks. Look, I don't think we've confirmed that yet, but the general thought process is either he blew out the same knee or Ugh. the opposite knee. That's that's tough. I was so excited to watch that guy play. Now I feel like he might be one of those guys just can't ever stay healthy and stay in the field, but I hope he... And we don't know that, but like I can assure you as somebody that... I mean, my thing was just hamstrings, but when you are in the... In the infirmary, shall we say? Yeah. You just feel so Ugh, detached. It's and the worst. And worst. I just hope he can push through it. Absolute worst feeling. And then be. the Casey Thompson thing I put on there. It's an article I read on the Athletic, but like you know, typically coaches are a little bit more cagey when there is a supposed quarterback battle. Yeah, there there is no caginess. Okay. It it. I mean, Kudwip has just said it's. It, he's essentially said it's Casey Thompson. <laughs> Thompson or bust. It just I find it interesting that that's the technique. So he's got a Chuba for Casey Thompson, apparently. Yeah, he doesn't. Cool. Well, Chuba, Chuba is. Well, that, you meant that as a joke. Pretty. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's still getting healthy, but there's okay. two healthy guys that were already on the roster before Chuba and Casey Thompson. Yeah, but they just don't seem like they're getting much of a look. To me, I mean, so. I guess you you want it to seem like there's a competition, probably. That's what I, I guess that's what I'm you saying. You can't just give him the starting position before he arrives on campus. Now, the cool thing about Whipple is he's an old dude, so he just he don't he give d- a bleep. He just doesn't give an F. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of like that. I too. brought this guy here because I want him to play. I'm not going to yeah. pretend like I don't. Okay, so moving on, Michigan, J.J. McCarthy, a little more QB rumors, if you will, um, some chatter. Apparently, he's not throwing. Regularly, there's he's he's not make taking reps throwing yeah the oblong spheroid. So I checked with Jordan. Like, is, was there a, a event? No, we don't know an event. Was there a surgery? We don't believe there's a surgery. It's essentially a a dead arm. But is that? I mean, so that's the rumor. It's just it's a dead arm. Like he I threw would have his, to say that it's a rumor. He threw Who his knows? arm out. Like his. Is I what? don't know. That's why I find it, I find it intriguing because I just don't feel like I've ever 
heard of that before. I've never really heard like of a, that. Like a a pitcher, a, a baseball pitcher, whether you're you know major league baseball, college, high school, whatever, you're throwing the ball all the time. And I'm not saying you're not throwing a lot as a quarterback, but pitchers throw the ball more. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, there's a pitch count is usually up in I mean, the hundreds. How right? live do you think Cy Young's arm was after 511 wins? Right. You know, <laughs> I think it was very live. And and and, and a point, any given pitcher just uses his rotator cuff violently, yeah. way more often than any quarterback. Correct. So how how is he? And it's a more violent motion. It's a more violent motion. Yeah. And just more, I don't know. I just, and I feel like it's just not a story. Like, I feel I like there's, feel like, I feel like there's more to I this story. I feel like story. there's more to it. And I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it. Like it's the end of JJ McCarthy's crew, but this is supposed to be the spring where Michigan fans were hoping that he would take the reins right. at the most important quarterback in all of sports. And he just, he just can't throw. He, I don't know. Crazy. Very strange. Yeah. Very, very, very strange. Okay. Michigan state. So they they've got a a cornerback, Amir Speed, transfer Great from name. Georgia. Great name! Oh my gosh! For a cornerback, I mean, Amir Speed. I, that could seems you, like a made up name. Could I'm you kidding. think of a better name for a cornerback? Not for a cornerback. Amir like Cover? maybe if his first name was Quickie. Amir Blanket. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. By the way, there was a Twitter poll that went out at the same time, and it was like, "What are some of the best football names of all time?" Mine are always the two same. Chuck Long. As a quarterback. It's perfect. And Michael Stonebreaker as a linebacker. Yeah, that's a good one. But Amir Speed's up there. Anyways, long story short is it's just interesting with when the offseason hits, fans look at the part of the team that they're most concerned about. Right? And 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 they we, had they had a right to be concerned last year. With the secondary. Yeah. But anyways, like I have learned to listen even more so to our insiders. Oh, no doubt. Because they seem to know stuff. And it seems like Amir Speed has been showing out quite a bit in practice. So long story short, the Michigan State secondary needs improvement. So that's something to look at. The other thing too, and I don't you know, have as many names down, but what I'm going to be most intrigued about moving forward is who's taking the reins at running back. Because I believe Walker was so special. Yeah. With his vision, speed, everything. He really was. That I think he made a Michigan State offensive line that was fine, but not great, look great. Well, and I'll add to that. I think he probably made the passing game look a lot better than it otherwise would have been. I think Michigan State is one of my most intriguing teams. Again, they have been for three years now. They have. It's it's fun to watch. Okay, Ohio State. So now at Ohio State, obviously their weakness is just defense, period. In general. In general, where this is multi-year problem, it's but it sounds like defensive tackle Tyleek Williams. He's he's the guy that's showing out right now. Looks like it. Um, it the best way I think to fix a defense is just by starting up front, right? Yep. So I think they got pass rushers. Now their pass rushers need to show out more consistently. I think most Ohio State fans would agree with that. They got issues in the in the second level too with linebackers. Oh, and I think no they're, doubt. They're Line- still trying to yeah. figure that out. But uh Tyleek Williams, I think he was a four star recruit, played a little bit last year. He, he, you know, he came in at three seventy. Oh Lord. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I think basically Mr. Williams just assumed he would do things at that level that he did in high school and he realized that, you know, physical prowess being in shape means something. He's so he's all the way down to like 
I think it was like 320. Okay. That's, hey, that's, that's a, 50 pounds. That's that's significant right and there. he's still big. Right. <laughs> he's still 320. So anyways, he looks like he's been shown up. Another thing, kind of like specifically to the Spartan secondary, just the entire Ohio State defense, because, again, I find it intriguing that there are no concerns on offense. I mean, no. a little bit with the offensive line. I yeah, know they're going to shuffle yeah. them a lot around, but, like, they generally consider themselves having the best returning quarterback or the second best returning quarterback in all of college football, probably the best wide receiver crew in all of football. They got three good running backs. Yeah. It's a little bit with it. Nobody even cares on Ohio State about no. talking about the offense. They already know. It'll be fine. It's just all talking about the defense. It'll be fine. Okay, moving on to Champaign, Illinois. What do you? Wow, Illinois actually landed a good recruit here. We got a commit there from Caden Fegan, running back, local kid. It's a running back, four He's, star. Yeah, he's a four-star. So this will be the first four-star that that Beat has gotten to commit there. And he's in state. It's he's, worth mentioning because essentially the, your entire focus on Illinois and the recruiting pod was that they aren't getting those type of guys. Well, that they weren't getting the higher-ranked guys. They were getting the in-state guys. And, and I did make a point on the recruiting pod to say that they had been beating teams like Iowa, you know, head-to-head, Four recruits that Iowa wanted. So those are guys you definitely want, but they weren't super high-ranked guys. This guy's a 91. That's a big ranking. And his offer list, if we're going Yeah, by- so Iowa, his last three was Illinois, Iowa, Notre Dame. Now, I don't know how serious Notre Dame was, but I know Iowa definitely wanted him. It wasn't like they backed off. Like, Illinois won the recruiting battle. There were some other that. names in there, too, from what I can remember. Oh, there remember. was a bunch. Yeah. Everybody like, was after A lot him. of Big Ten names yeah. and upper Midwest but type he, of guys. He, so. But he had trimmed it down to those three in you know recent months, and then he, it started trending. Like, I was pretty sure he was going to pick Illinois. Something to be happy about for Illinois fans. Yeah, and by the way, I've been to Arthur. Illinois. Arthur, Illinois. Arthur, Illinois. It's, yeah. it, I can't remember what direction from Champaign, but it's like it's only like 30 miles from oh, Champaign. Oh, it's close to Champaign. Re- oh, really close. I okay. went golfing in, in Arthur, Illinois one time. Big golfer. Big hurt. Oh, yeah. Huge golfer. <laughs> okay, moving on to Maryland. Uh-oh. Not good. They lost another high-ranked recruit. So this is Damian Robinson. He's an edge guy. So he's from the 21 class. He is a four-star, by the way. If you recall, they had already lost a five-star and a four-star from that class. They have lost now their two, or their three highest-ranked recruits from that class. They're all, they're all linebackers, right? Uh, two linebackers and an edge, I guess. The one guy's okay. considered an edge, I think. Uh, you have it listed as linebacker. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Whatever. But Damian Robinson, linebacker slash edge. Let's just. So I guess he was outside linebacker in a three-four scheme. So yeah, sure. linebacker. linebacker. Okay. Yeah. So three so, linebackers. So this is the same thing we've said. With locks, you know, in the Seinfeld reference, you can get the yeah. reservation, but you got to hold the reservation okay. in this in this case, linebackers. In that class, they were ranked 18th in the country, fourth in the Big Ten. You remove those three players. That's a, that's a big that, loss. Huge. That drops you way back in the pack. And I feel like that's something that gets lost a lot. Yeah. You know, um, kind of stuff that we touched on on the Braden Gall podcast where we we understand how recruiting matters obviously like the the higher amount of talented humans that you have on your team is good for you but if you start losing them it means very little now i will also point out that i think they had like another three four-star players in that class so it's not like nothing yeah yeah but but if you take away the three highest from that class they now fall down to like middle of the pack in the big ten and I feel like I would love to ask a college coach this, but I believe I can be correct in saying that if you're going to lose, let's say, three out of your top five guys in one class, 
you would like them to be peppered on the board as far as their position. Yes. Losing three guys that are essentially playing very similar positions. I feel like that hurts a football team a lot more when there is a void yeah. in, in one position group. Which, but it makes makes me wonder about their linebackers coach. What's going on there? Is there some answers there that Locks can talk Tell about? what, Locks has to grab the teepee after this thing. You man. would think so. Yeah. I wonder if he's as good in the teepee when guys are a little bit older, mm. a little bit wiser. Yeah, interesting. As compared to recruiting the youngest. We should maybe pay attention to that. Yeah. Okay, moving on, Wisconsin. I guess somebody woke up Chris and asked him who the play caller was going to be, and he said Bobby Ingram, and he went back to sleep. So it's a long story short. I think there was some rumors on how that was going to go down. Um, Supercrawl and I were talking, and I, I believe this to be the case. I don't want to put this all on Supercrawl if this is, but it, it sure looks like Chris has alluded to that Bobby Ingram is solely the, the, the offensive play caller okay. moving forward. He's never called plays before, and certainly not at this level. And we're doing it with a quarterback that needs to take a step up. Now, Chris is back to just coaching the quarterbacks now. Yeah. So that's a thing. Offensive line will be fine. They need playmakers at wide receiver. They don't really have them, but they're running. It mostly comes down to the health of Braylon Allen. And the development, dude. They don't have. And they Chay- don't have a tight end that they can lean on. Like, no, good point. But also, Chamalusi, we just found out was nagged all last year with a hamstring. So, the the Che Louis that we were looking at, that we're like, yeah, he's you know he's fine. He could be better. He might actually be better. They might have a an amazing a really good one, one two. Punch. Yes, but we still need uh, um, efficient Wisconsin offenses are always synonymous with the tight end. Mm-hmm. We don't know who that is no. right now. Really exciting Wisconsin offenses. Yes, that happens. We have seen Wisconsin offenses have had very effective wide receivers. I'm not I'm not seeing that right now. So that's something to look after right. as well. So, by the and, way, bet, not, not very good quarterback combined with no pass catchers. Not a good recipe right there. And I can speak on that, uh, being an Iowa fan, which kind of brings us to the last uh, thing here. I left Iowa at the end, just in case people are tuned out. But I don't know what happened, but in the span of, like, four days, I just got peppered with text messages and DMs from one Iowa fan, but the rest were from Gopher and Nebraska fans, essentially making fun of Iowa for not being more active in the transfer portal. Well... I mean, depends what you mean by active. Landing guys or pursuing guys? Are they pursuing guys? Have they been I, pursuing? I believe, so they did get a tight end. They got a blocking tight end from like, okay. I forgot, but it's like Cornell. Okay. You know? yeah. It's like A, a lot of those Ivy guys league. have been making the, the leap from Ivy League to, to like power teams. Have they really? Yeah. Like that's... specific tight ends or just dudes? Oh, no, just dudes in general. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I mean, Iowa was after another one from... Uh, which he ended up going to Penn oh, State. Offensive lineman. Yeah, it's no yeah, lineman. I can't remember. Point. I can't remember what school. But anyway, but so they did get they did get one guy. Is one thing I'd want to point out. Okay, the yeah. other side. The other side of it is there just isn't. So so just this week, Iowa lost tight end uh, Josiah Miaman, who oh, by yeah. the way was like a four star recruit. He's from Illinois. And then Cody Ince. Medically oh, that's, retired. That's right. I forgot about but that. But those just happened yep. like a week ago. Up until that point, they had one person leave in the offseason. Right. I mean, you you only you only get eighty five scholars. <laughs> Thank everyone. you. I was I was not, uh, truth be told, I was leading you down. Yeah. Not that sure path. if everyone knows that, but you get a limit. 
Like, why aren't they going after TP? I'm like, so essentially you would have to go to a scholarship player and say, get the bleep out of yeah. here. I think that causes strife. You know, they got a great engineering team. program at Illinois. Did you ever look there? <laughs> I just feel like that is something that seems to be lost. Yeah. That like, you can't be overtly active in the TP unless you have room to take players out of the TP. They don't typically TP out to be a walk-on. They, they are looking for a, a tender. I would recommend looking at the scholarship chart. I mean, they usually on 24-7, they publish those. So look at that. Um, Logan Jones, by the way, who is like a high uh, defensive line, he's switched to center. Oh, really? Interesting. So that's it's interesting in two things. Like glass half full, Iowa's happy with their D-line rotation. Sure. Glass half empty, they need some help on the O-line. Sure. So I don't know what you want to look at there. And then the last thing is just to bring it back to the last two teams we talked about here, Wisconsin and Iowa. So Brian Ferentz, again, something I've, I people are just blowing up my DMs with, is making fun of Brian Ferentz for being the full-time quarterback coach. He even said in the press conference, like, essentially, like, I'm not a quarterback expert. Oh, boy. <laughs> but he was honest with it and said, I understand where the negative thoughts are coming from because I'm not a quarterback expert. So that's – it's a – you have to give him credit for being honest. I guess so, yeah. But probably just don't say that. I think don't say that. <laughs> so I don't know what to say other than I will just have to see it to see it play out. Um, the general thought process is Joy Lavas, the, the third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. He is the he, that's the fans quarterback right now. Okay. He's mine too. Like we've I've got a little bit of insider information. People okay. that have seen him at practice. Okay. He, he has looked incredible. Okay. With that being said, there are Iowa fans that think he has no chance in hell that Kirk Ferentz is going to start the incumbent because that's what Kirk does. I'm just saying let it play out a little bit. And to help things with the quarterback play, Iowa's brought in former Wisconsin quarterback John Budmeyer. Hmm. Remember okay. him? Uh, maybe bit. vaguely. I don't know. I, I, I do remember. I don't think okay. he was a gigantic yeah. contributor. but. He did play the position. He has called plays before. He's got an offensive background at at smaller schools. So, so he's got more quarterback experience than Brian Ferentz. <laughs> that's good. They need that. That's a good thing, right? They need that. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's all we got, man. That's pretty much it. Oh, actually, you know what? No, one more thing. One more thing. And thank you, Dustin Schutte, for doing the homework for us. So we didn't oh, have to yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. Good job. Let's let's public let's talk about the spring game schedule. So this is this plays out really well for Big Ten fans. Yeah, it's spread out. Because it starts Saturday. This Saturday, April 2, Michigan's game is at 12 p.m. I'm assuming these are all going to be on Big Ten Network, although Dustin didn't go that far and tell us what, what a network is going to be on. But it's it goes for five Saturdays in a row. We get Some spring, bit, spring, spring ball. Spring so then the next week, April 9th, is Purdue at noon, Nebraska at 2 p.m. The week after that, Ohio State at noon, Michigan State at 2. Then we get a Thursday night doubleheader, Illinois at 6.30, Rutgers at 8.30 on the 21st, and then that Saturday, the 23rd, Penn State at 2 p.m., then the next Saturday, April 30th, Maryland at noon, and Minnesota at 2. That's pretty sweet. And That's, it's all, that's as spread around as you can possibly get. And on Saturday, think, it's all... Do you think the Big Ten Network had some say? I think, yes. In these dates? Because they're all noon and 2 p.m. games on Saturdays. But the So I understand the time, but the dates... I mean, why, sure, why not? I mean, I it, and you watch your game on Big Ten Network if you can, yeah. if you can have it. So if you stagger it, I'm just saying, like, 
Nebraska seems like they've been practicing spring ball for two months now. Is right. What it feels right. like mostly because Nebraska fans put every single picture and video right. from practice out on Twitter. Um, and then Iowa just got going just right. a couple of days ago. So like, it's such a, you don't have that much of a separation on when people start fall camps. No fall camps start almost every one of them within two or three days of each right. other. There's a two, three, four week difference. I love on it. Some of these, when some of these teams, and then some of them, they, they go two weeks of practice, have spring break. And then, yeah, pra- that's not how we did it when I was at Iowa. You, spring practice didn't start until after uh, uh, spring break. Interesting. Like okay. it was all done after that. And you basically practiced not every day, but it was almost like a full week of practice. Right. Now they they bust them up. Oh, yeah. It's spread out. It's like two practice days a week for like. Yep. What What do you think that is about? I would love to ask a coach that. I don't because I don't get it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm guessing there's really. Like do, you, do you think they want to keep them out of trouble? By oh. having them having the practice stretched out more, yeah, maybe that's keep it. Keep them focused. That could, or just why, why pack it all together? You risk more injuries. Just that's sp- a good point. Space it out. It. Yeah. Whereas if a guy gets injured early, it get, yeah, that's 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 probably a really good explanation yeah. right there. Anyway, it's cool that it's all spread out so we can check it out. I love. I'll it. geek out and watch a couple of it. Oh my gosh, five Saturdays in a row. This yeah. is incredible. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, well, no. So Iowa, I guess, has one, right? But they're, really? not, but they're not televised. They're not going to televise. They're not going to televise. Okay. Yeah. No, no but I guess I saw the wet blanket, Jeff, so I figured you're going to go with it. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear the field needs work again, and, and it just happened to coincide with the spring game again. <laughs> like, should, like, basically, they should just come up with a fake reason they're not having a proper spring game every year. Every just year. Always, just always come up with something like... That would be amazing. Like, our, our maintenance crew are all getting their hair done that day. Like, just make it more and more preposterous. I would it would appre- be funny. I would appreciate that more. <laughs> All right, man. Got anything else? No, that's it. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.